0: We are getting some truly extraordinary live images here. Seven hours ago, something attacked the city. I don't know what it is. Welcome to Tokyo Lives, the Giant Monsters Podcast with the host Truly Believe from the land beyond beyond. From the world past hope and fear. I bid you genie now appear. I'm Kyle. And I'm the genie. <laughs> Wait, I'm Rob. I'm Rob. Sorry, I'm Rob. And today we are doing the seventh voyage of Simbad, the second episode of A Fan Month this month. Uh, this was the vote that was put forth by our patrons. Yeah, um, which you can join our Patreon by just searching Tokyo Lives on Patreon. Yeah, yep. uh, and uh, they put up a a big vote that was, I think it's like eight eight movies long at this point. <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, this is the movie that was chosen. Uh, this is a, a classic from 1958. I knew we were gonna get to these like Ray oh, Harryhausen ones. Yeah. At some point. In fact, it was funny because when this got chosen, Rob and I already talked about uh, doing a Clash of the Titans themed <laughs> month next year. So. Uh, but uh, so look forward to that. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah, this is this is one of those one of those classic adventure stop motion movies from that era. Um, Ray Harryhausen also made two sequels to this, uh, which we will also be covering at a later date. Yeah. Uh, those ones came out way later though. They came out in the seventies instead of the fifties, but uh, kind of a weird gap between them, but honestly, yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, before we get to seventh voyage of Sinbad, we have the seventh voyage of news Seventh. I wish there was only seven. So yeah. Would be I nine. think, I think, yeah, we're uh, <laughs> n- unfortunately. Uh, well,
1: okay. To be fair, I added one of those at the last second because I thought it'd be funny to talk it is. about.
0: I mean, it's, it's, technically news uh anyway okay so we're starting off though uh with the monsterverse show uh so the apple tv uh godzilla and the titans whatever you want to call it does not have an official title yet so we can't call it really anything officially uh but um so the last day of principal photography was actually on friday this last week um so they are For the most part, obviously, they're still doing pickups and some reshoots and stuff like that. But for the most part, the entire show is done filming. Um, That is really interesting and cool. Um, It lines up with the timeline that we have heard for a possible summer release next year, uh, summer to fall release for the show. Um, We are definitely supposed to, from what I've heard, um, we are supposed to get the show, no matter what, before the next Monsterverse film. Like supposed to it's supposed yeah. to release at some point before the next Monsterverse film. <laughs> uh, which I mean to be fair that doesn't give us a lot of time because the next Monsterverse film is coming out in 2024. So like it's either going to be next year or early, early 2024 yeah. uh, for the show.
1: Um so good good news everyone at some point next year we're gonna have to <laughs> frantically scramble to do a special yeah. report. So well and, uh, and at least uh, one
0: at least one the good news is for this one more so than the Kong anime uh, Apple TV does release their stuff weekly, so we're not oh. going to have to bum rush it. It's more going to be like, oh my god, it's coming out in March. Okay, so now we've got 10 episodes, <laughs> and we've got to plan out, okay, last episode comes out here, yeah, so that's, that's when the true. special report will come out. So it'll be a, it's not going to be as stressful, but it yeah. is still, like, we wish we could have a release date. Also, it's going to uh, depend
1: on how much happens per episode, because true. if it's like, yeah, if, if they are movie-length episodes yeah. like they do with like Game of Thrones, like, I don't know we that may we'll have be able to, cut to the make show in half. <laughs> yeah. At least we'll no. okay, we'll make decisions as it plays out.
0: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> we will we can't we, we can make keep... a judgment call here. It's we will keep <laughs> you
1: the listeners up to date as much as we ourselves are making the decisions.
0: So, so speaking of that, um so we once again we are getting some just more information about the show as we get, you know, the filming is done. Um so it is supposed to be v- viewed more as a giant individual movie more so than individual episodes of a show. Yeah. Um, they said that uh, the sources that I have Kadian monsters at the source, which they've been uh, doing movie news and have all the contacts for a very, very long nine, time since like the nineties. Uh, so they're a very reliable source. Yeah. Um, they also brought up the fact that, uh, it is very much connected, connected to Godzilla 2014. Yeah. Specifically. It's a direct continuation of 2014, which we already kind of knew, but I think what he, what they're trying to say there is more tone. totally.
1: It seems yeah. like what they're trying to, or at least the implication I got was that tonally it's going yeah. to be very similar to 2014,
0: which is neat, which is neat. That's that's really interesting. Um, and then as we all know, Uh, It's going to take place in two timelines. Uh, One takes place after San Francisco, which has now been uh, dubbed G-Day in universe. Uh, Uh, And then uh, it also jumps back to the 1950s, which is where we have Wyatt Russell uh, back in the 1950s, Uh, which also to add on to that news, they were filming – uh, the beach sequence from 2014, from a new perspective, oh. uh, from the nuking of Godzilla, we saw some 1950s era trucks and technology, all on a beach overlooking the the ocean, uh, beautiful beautiful scenery. But they're definitely re- redoing or kind of recontextualizing that uh, bombing of Godzilla from uh, G14 that we saw. Yeah. Um. So really cool stuff. Really, really, uh, stuff like that is just it, it, it makes me look forward to the show. Um. Oh. So, uh, there was one other, no, I guess that was it for the, for the news for that one. Hmm. Um, so yeah, so that's all we know about the show. I mean, like once again, we're getting more and more little details. Like we're getting some actors who have finished their shooting coming off the show and being like, oh man, it was so great to work on. We shot in such cool locations and you know, blah, 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 blah. blah. And some of it sounding, you know, that, that, the very stilted, uh, this is what the studio tells you, you (laughs) can say kind of stuff. But, uh. Yeah, I mean but it's like, I don't know. I I'm very excited for the show. I'm very curious to see what they do with it. I'm very interested in mean, the fact that we're getting a the fact that it's live action I think just makes it so much interesting yeah. to, more interesting to me. Um like, I'm excited for the Kong anime, don't get me wrong. But like there's something about like a live action Godzilla TV show that has a budget behind it that is just very like
1: what is that <laughs> going to be
0: like? Like that's so weird. Like I just I just never thought that kind of thing would happen, I guess. Yeah. Um but anyway, uh so moving on down the news. Okay, so this one was this one was pretty funny. So uh the next piece of news is the trailer for sixty five. Yes. Um so we got <laughs> we got a teaser trailer the first day. Yeah. And the the the, the thing is is the, the movie's called sixty five. Yeah. You hear dinosaur roars and stuff in the first trailer. Yeah. They don't show you what it's gonna be at all in the first trailer. Yeah. But all I kept reading was Dinosaur Thriller. <laughs> over and over in the comments and i was like i mean it could be like 65 maybe 65 million years ago that makes well, sense funny enough that's exactly what it is in the literally next trailer, but... <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> I, which i thought was actually pretty clever that they, they put the like the, it was the font of the title remember, yeah a million years ago as yeah. the trailer was going i was like ah there it is um <laughs> but yeah we have a full-on uh dinosaur thriller coming out in march of next year uh it's got Adam Driver as the lead character. Um, it's from the producers of A Quiet Place, yeah, um, and uh, and
1: the director of Quiet Place. So, I don't think
0: it's it, it's not the director, is it? Yeah, Scott whatever his name is. Uh, no, that's right, because because he directed the first one, right? Yeah, and, Scott. And uh, Brian, yeah,
1: Scott Beck and Brian Woods are joining up, and I think they one directed the first one, one directed the second one, mm-hmm. I think, or something like yeah. that. Yeah. But yeah, they're, they're back in the saddle and this time making a schlock action horror film with Adam driver. That's perfect. That's perfect. Like we need, yeah. <laughs> we need to go back to the era of like really, really good competent movie stars being in B movie action flicks. Yeah. Like, and
0: you know, <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. I, I think that this is really, really interesting. Um, it, it, okay look it could suck it could very well suck um but i do want to point out that it has a lot of similarities to a lot of different like franchises we've already come up with a plan for that month oh is boy be a, lot, a lot of fun but because of the similarities of this, to one yeah, very exactly. specific thing um but from the trailer it looks very planet of the dinosaurs planet of the apes like definitely like i think i think he's gonna be like it seems like Planet of the Apes in the style of, like, oh, he's going to get sent back in time kind of yeah. thing, right? Like, he's he's like he's traveling through, like, a, an asteroid field, and then, like, something happens, and then he crash lands, and he thinks yeah. it's an alien planet, but it turns out to be Earth. You yeah. know, very, I very do have, Planet of the Apes.
1: I have one major earth-shattering, uh, like, reservation about this thing. <laughs> oh, so yeah, I forgot you say that the, the entire the, the, the entire plot conceit is that Adam driver is the driver uh, of a spaceship yes that uh has a bunch of uh, uh humans that are in cryo sleep uh, to go populate a new planet
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh he crashes on Earth 65 million years ago with dinosaurs yes and the one surviving member of the ship, that we've well, seen there's, so there far are t-
0: there are two but one of them oh. is gonna die very clearly okay
1: <laughs> so uh uh the the one uh alive person we see uh is a little girl uh that is uh woken up from the cry of sleep and seems to not have a good grasp on like communication so i don't know yes. what's going on there i thought it was like a frozen like frozen adults but uh so she speaks like a caveman uh <laughs> And I swear to God, if this is Adam and Eve, I'm gonna lose my goddamn mind. I, I'm hoping
0: if it that is, is not. If I'm, it
1: I... is supposed to be 65 million years ago, Adam and Eve right. crashed to planet Earth, and we get the the same reveal twist that like every sci-fi movie in like the 80s and 90s wanted to do over yeah. and over and over again, <laughs> and then did again in the Battlestar Galactica movie or TV show conclusion yeah. thing. I'm yeah. done, man. I'm not watching any sci-fi movie ever again.
0: Yeah, I, I honestly don't think that's the route they're going to go. I, I do see your concern. Like <laughs> I do, I really do. I see it. I, I don't think that's the route they're going to go. But, uh, so, but, yeah. So I'm pre-mad. Okay. <laughs> so uh, one little factoid that I did find interesting. I, I just read this while I was looking up stuff for the movie. Um, is that um, this is technically the first movie that Adam Driver has done where he's actually using his actual military training to actually do stuff. Cause like he's never been in a movie where he actually like got to do military or things or yeah. anything like that. Fair enough. Um, which is interesting. Yeah. Cause I mean, he, he legitimately was in the military and like yeah. fought overseas and all that stuff. So like, I don't know, that's kind of interesting. Um, but yeah. Okay. So the other thing that we have to bring up, uh, I guess really quickly is the dinosaur designs. Oh yeah. Um, so I, I, I okay, Paleo Twitter went nuts in a uh, bad way. Just oh yeah, it did
1: with Jurassic World. Well, because uh, it's like very not dinosaur. Yeah, they're not. They are authentic. not accurate dinosaurs at all. No, it's like a, I, I took a screenshot of one, uh, and I copied a picture of a V Rex from yes. Kong Skull uh, from very Kong, much. and I sent that to Kyle because that's Kyle's favorite like dinosaur design i love it it. is the v-rex and there's a single (laughs) shot where you see like the t-rex that he's shooting his gun at like chomping towards him and it's got the same fucked up snaggletooth face Uh as the v-rex i can't see the rest of the design obviously and like the the raptors are off in the background i didn't go shot by shot but they're very clearly like they are not made to look like scientifically accurate dinosaurs they're not going for real they're they're much more like they're clearly character designed like they are monsters in the vague shape of dinosaurs yes uh so um
0: i did notice something (laughs) interesting with the t-rex uh from the other brief moment we get where where it's attacking the outside of his ship yeah uh in the teaser trailer or in the trailer um i noticed that it actually kind of looks a little um like the like the t-rex from planet of the dinosaurs with looks like skin texture um so i don't know if oh. maybe that's a little double reference they're doing there That could be fine um uh, but uh regardless yeah i think once again the key thing is it is not supposed to be accurate they're not going for accurate dinosaurs i know that's a problem for a lot of people because a lot of people are like well they're going 65 million years ago <laughs> so it should be accurate and it's like I get it. I do. I understand. (laughs) I understand the want to see a movie with accurate dinosaurs. I'm not denying that. However, I also think there is room in the cinematic landscape for a movie that does something like this. I think there is plenty of room to have a stylized dinosaur movie and it be fine. Like we don't have to have accuracy in every single (laughs) dinosaur movie. The problem is, is that we're only getting like one dinosaur movie every five years. That is isn't Jurassic World. And none of them are accurate. That's yeah. the problem. Like if we had a studio take a chance and do an accurate dinosaur movie, and then this trailer had come out, people wouldn't have been no. upset about it. They would have been like, "Oh, that's a weird, cool dinosaur design," you know. <laughs> and been well,
1: on. I don't know, man.
0: <laughs> I think I think the people that exist
1: in the the ecosystem of of paleo Twitter, which again, I've described why it's weird. It's because it is a fa- a, a fandom that is scientifically backed. Yes. And the problem with that is is that like you have the uh assuredness of right. of of science nerds, but you have the obsessiveness of a fan culture yep. mixed together to create an amalgam. And that's, that's what paleo Twitter is. It's this weird <laughs> kind of like undulating mass yes. of like fandom and like religious fanaticism.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, it's, it is, it is a wild and crazy world <laughs> to even be looking at. Um, and of course being the fan that I am, of course, like I, I know that there's,
1: it's of course I see
0: it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I see it. Um, yeah. So okay, cool.
1: Listen, they're all lovely people over there.
0: Just as long as you
1: don't talk about anything dinosaur related while not knowing something about dinosaurs. There you go.
0: (laughs) So okay, but we are to move to move on a little bit. uh, We we are going to cover that movie as I said in March. Um, I I am very excited. We have a we have a cool month planned for that. Oh yeah, a lot of fun. Um, And then uh, so the next piece of news is is really cool, and I, I had to mention it. Uh, specifically because um, it's already been backed. So it's not like I'm telling you to go spend money on it because it's (laughs) not going to get made, but I am telling you to go to it because there's a lot of cool stretch goals for this. Oh, yeah. So Legendary Comics uh, came out with a Kickstarter uh, to do a awesome looking big old monsterverse omnibus that's going to include all of the graphic novels we've gotten so far for the monsterverse yeah. including a brand new story oh. that takes place during uh i think when does when does it takes place hold on i can't remember it takes place during <laughs> G, uh, it takes place during gvk oh. and it's a naval fighter pilot with a personal attachment to godzilla uh Is called upon to intercept the king of the monsters. I
1: feel like so many of these are uh like a blank with a personal attachment to blank. Yeah, ninety like percent <laughs> of the time it's ah oh, an emotional attachment to to Godzilla. Ooh, I'm I just uh you killed my family, Lost his family
0: in San Francisco. Yeah, it's like, that's all. Okay, it's definitely gonna be what it is. But <laughs> um, but yeah, still it's a it's a cool new story that's going to be included in this thing. Um. So, uh, they're, so once again, they're, they're being released as a giant omnibus, five graphic novels, plus an all new story. Uh, there's a deluxe, uh, big old slip case that makes it look like a project Monarch like thing. Uh, it's got some amazing new artwork by Zid on the cover for the cover, uh, showing Godzilla and Kong, uh, fighting each other as well as all or most of the new monsters that were introduced in the comics on the other side. Um, but yeah so this thing was was a $10,000 goal for it um and it's already got $65,000 uh, hey. uh for the backing of it. So it's definitely going to get made. 65
1: for sure. Million? No. Just that. Sorry. <laughs> I we were but it, but it's that.
0: definitely going to get made. This thing is it's definitely going to get funded. Uh it's already good. But there are some really cool like first of all there's a lot of interesting things that you can get for backing it um like uh if you back it up up, up to a certain amount you can get uh, some enamel pins from oh. the MonsterVerse of Ghidorah, Godzilla, Rodan, Kong, Mothra, Mechagodzilla. Um, you've got some amazing. You can um, if you like, go over and above. Uh, which I don't know if these have all been taken, but uh, there's a there's a big, big reward uh, reward tier where you can actually get something commissioned by Zid himself for the MonsterVerse. Oh wow! Uh, so that's really cool. Um. But anyway, so uh the the stretch goals are really cool. So like uh some of them are just like for the book itself of just like uh making it so uh like the the, the stretch goals that have already been reached, like the omnibus enhancement with the anti-scratch mat on the cover so that it doesn't get scratched up. Yeah. Uh the fifty thousand goal was a uh, Godzilla versus Kong vinyl sticker to come with every single one. Uh, The next one is like a slip case, uh, slip case enhancement. Um, So there's a lot of cool stretch goals that have not been reached yet. Um, So if you want to donate to it uh, to, you know, to, to just help reach the slip goal or the goals of it, that's really, really cool. Um, Once again, it's one of those things. If you have not like collected any of those comics, I think it's going to be a great way to get them all together. Um, I have them all, so I probably won't be buying this unless it's like relatively well-priced. But uh, still, um, I just thought I would mention that it is a thing that exists and we are going to get it.
1: Um, when when someone in the Discord asks specifically
0: for us to cover a news item, it's it's going to definitely make the list. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, all right. So the next thing we've got is the Kaiju number eight anime teaser trailer. Um so we got, it's a very brief teaser. There's, I mean, um, there's
1: not really much that's teased. Really cool. The animation looks great. Really cock and intro music. Well, yes. even the animation is super limited. It's just like, it's hardly even movement. Well, it's you, like, can tell
0: the, you can tell the style, though. The, the style. Yeah, going, okay. It's yeah. not 3D animated, I no. guess is my point. It Fair. is
1: 2D animated. yeah um, it is a 2D animated... You see, like, shots of destroyed building. You see a, a guy. And then you see the kaiju form, which is just, like... Just a, a human-sized thing. I thought Kaiju number 8 was about a, a giant... A guy who could turn into a giant monster and fight giant see, He can.
0: He oh, can. Later, he, later. I Yes, see. Okay. Um, so, okay. So, I, I, I've read... I'm not, like, an expert. I've only read, like, a first... <laughs> I read the first volume and a couple of stuff after that. So, essentially the he is called kaiju number eight because they they define these numbered kaijus by how powerful they are and their order of appearance and he okay. is the eighth most power he's the eighth one to show up okay. not eighth most powerful but eighth one to show up I that see. lets reaches that like s level power level or whatever oh. there are lots of random other kaiju that have shown up that aren't numbered yeah um but so yeah so for a lot of it at the, at the beginning we do get mostly like a humanoid human size. Well, he's like 10 feet tall, but yeah. human sized relatively Kaiju fighting larger Kaiju. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, there's a point where he learns how to go berserk mode later on and he can grow bigger, oh, okay. like not ultra size, but still bigger. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so it's, 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 he, it's 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 a really interesting sh- uh, like book series or manga so far uh i'm really curious to see how the animated adaptation handles it um once again the teaser really doesn't show us much other than maybe just like the, the animation style uh and yeah the soundtrack uh hopefully that is the soundtrack to go for because it's really <laughs> it's really fun um But uh, but yeah, I mean, that's coming out next year, too. I don't know how we're going to handle that, if we're going to cover it or what we're going to do with it. Yeah. Uh, But I do know that's coming next year. Um, And a lot of people who have read farther than I have in the manga are very excited that it's getting an anime adaptation. So, yeah. Um, So, yeah, not much to talk about that. one. just wanted to mention it. Um, So next (laughs) one, also another one, not much to talk about. Uh, This is how you get ants. Uh, there's a game It exists in both America and Japan, but I'm pretty sure the the crossover is only available in Japan from what I've read. Um, what a confusing, I mean, you sent me
1: the, the commercial and I was the whole time, usually like, usually at a certain point, a wacky commercial will like explain what the product actually is. And at no point did I ever pick up on exactly what was being sold to me. (laughs) Uh, do you want me to describe the commercial?
0: So okay, let me let me see the game. First. Oh, sure. The game sure. is called uh, The Ant's Underground Kingdom. See, if I hadn't uh, done that
1: going in, I probably would have had a better understanding of what I was watching. But
0: <laughs> yeah, explain the trailer. Explain the trailer.
1: So uh the trailer is uh, uh it is just like foley work. There's no like announcers and like the title uh is in Japanese, so I didn't I couldn't understand what it was saying at the very end. Um but Meyer Goji from Godzilla 2000 and Ghidorah from, I don't know, say like... He's Heisei. Heisei, yeah. Yeah, he's Heisei. Heisei Ghidorah are battling in a desert-like wasteland. Uh, and they are just blasting each other. And eventually, Meyer Goji gets knocked down. And then we see some ants off in the distance popping up out of their little ant hole and starting to watch the battle play out. And then the ants crawl over to the now downed Godzilla and like, I thought they were going to bite him and turn into like Godzilla ants or something, but no, no, they just bite him and start giving him energy. And then Meyer Goji gets up and starts fighting Ghidorah again. And then the logo appears and (laughs) and that's the end of the commercial. Uh What? So yeah. I, I immediately watching that, I was like, is this like a, a commercial for like an ant, like a poison? Like a like to get rid of ants? <laughs> is this like is this pro or anti ant? What's happening here? Are the ants giving life to Godzilla? What? It turns out that it is a, a mobile game where you control an ant colony, and I guess the actual game is now going to have some Godzilla backdrops added to the setting
0: yeah uh why i think i don't know i think how I, no clue <laughs> i Kyoe just started playing it and i don't know like she hasn't posted anything about how it works <laughs> uh but yeah it's it's wild i mean number one what a weird crossover like just in general like okay so it's an ant game yes. so we're gonna have ants interacting with kaiju which are like just Completely on the opposite sides of the scale from each other, yeah, uh, for multitudes of reasons. Um, so I I don't know. It's just it's weird. Like I said, I'm pretty sure the crossover is only happening in Japan. Uh, there are there are two other Godzilla Kaiju that are involved in the crossover. Uh, one is Final Wars Rodan specifically Final oh. Wars Rodan, and then uh, I think I feel like it's Rainbow Mothra from the Heisei Huh. Uh, if I remember if I remember my my facts correct. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's really like a weird crossover, real weird, like very pods of interesting.
1: I'm, I'm very interested to like, I mean, obviously the variant, uh, we'll never make it over to the States, but I would love to see screenshots of what this crossover could possibly look like.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, So yeah, um, so the next piece of news I'm going to let Rob talk about, Uh, this one is weird because it's like, I don't know exactly what It may not actually be proper kaiju (laughs) news,
1: but the trailer itself is very kaiju related. That's right. Akiri Toriyama is back. Forget Dragon Ball. We're moving on to Desert Sandland. Uh, It looks like they're working on a new CGI movie, not a TV show, but a movie Mm -hmm. uh, with uh, Toriyama being the designer and seemingly the director as well, uh, which is just a little devil boy uh, driving around in a very cool Toriyama style uh, desert tank Mm -hmm. pig thing. uh, And they're racing alongside a giant like armored sand centipede, which is just Mm -hmm. such a cool scene. Uh, the animation, I think because it's so stylized, I don't mind the kind of like herky jerkiness of the CGI. It's,
0: it's the same animation that uh, the last Dragon Ball movie had, the dragon Ball super um uh, superhero. yeah,, one. it's this it's like it's three d animation, but it's stylized like it, it, it looks okay. Like to be honest, it looks like more like a cutscene from <laughs> a more recently like Dragon Ball game. yeah, because it looks, it's it's yes. CG, but it's like, <clears throat> they are 3D models like that actually have some stylization to them. They have yes. like heavy, heavy art lines on them and stuff like that. So they don't look just like a like a blocky, just like normal CG anime yeah. character. Like it, it's it still has that Toriyama style to it. It's it's uh, Dragon
1: it's, Ball Fighters Z. <laughs>
0: yes. It's hard to describe, but I, 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 like, I like the animation. It. Yeah, it's, yeah, I think it looks pretty cool. I don't um, like
1: the, the herky-jerkiness when it is trying to emulate anime directly, like one for one. I am okay with it and love it in the cases of like Arcane, where mm-hmm. you have like some of that like uh, element, but there's a like highly stylized look that is only uh, creatable in a 3D environment like yes, you like could not do that kind of like, movement specifically yeah, that um, hand painted like you know cell shaded like caricature like character model couldn't exist in an anime yes. it can not exist in a 3D modeled environment yeah. So, uh, yeah, just like the brief little trailer we got with, uh, with Sandland so far, it looks pretty fun. I don't know if it'll actually be a kaiju movie. Uh, I don't know if it's just yeah, the I don't know off. if the
0: worms are like a the big threat. Or yeah, like, or if it's like same. one
1: action scene where they're like, let's yeah. just show this off to get everyone hype. Um, but
0: yeah, it looked cute. Yeah, the the camera movement is the thing that caught my oh yeah caught my eyes because like there's Swooping this moment where the worm the worm tries to grab them. And the camera goes from like the worm grabbing them down across the front of the car yeah. to the back of the car where the worm like lands in the sand. Like I was like, that's, that's some cool dynamic camera movements that you could fake in anime, but it's much easier to do in a 3d animated space. Yeah, Cause you can actually program out the camera and how it moves. And yeah. you know what I mean? Like that's, those are the benefits of doing 3d that we don't get to see a lot. And I think this, this so <laughs> far looks like it's going to handle that really, really well. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, uh, Speaking of which, uh, Toriyama. By the way, I mean, I just just want to say, I, I don't know if I said it in the After Dark at one point <laughs> after that movie came out. Technically, that movie does have a kaiju in it. The last Dragon Ball movie. Oh, Cell Max is is very kaiju. That's true. Uh, he even does Shin Godzilla's lasers at one point. So, <laughs> um, okay, so this one so we were made aware of this next piece of news by one of our patrons. Yes. Um, and I had no idea what it was. Um, and it looks really, really cool after glancing at it for a couple of <laughs> minutes. I do like the look of this monster. Yeah. Yes. So the, so the movie is called Kaiju Island of fire. Um, and it is a movie that is coming out. Uh, God, it its release date. I missed the date, um, before I put it out. Oh no, it does not have a date yet. It's coming out next year. Um, so it's kind of an indie kaiju film. Uh, I don't know how they're doing the effects. I don't know if they're doing CGI or yeah. what. Um, but the story is... Go- it's it's supposed to be a, the first film in a planned franchise, which oh, I feel well. like that's the, the buzzwords of... Uh, any sort of film that's coming out nowadays. Yeah. Uh, but the story is, uh, the story begins with a geological anomaly is discovered by a team of scientists on an ancient Jap- Japanese island. After the members of the construction team who were in the process of building a new military base there go missing, a combined military and science task force is sent to investigate. investigate. Once on the island, the task force encounters a foreboding fiery landscape now home to a strange and terrifying new creature capable of destroying them and all who venture near. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it sounds like like it's like the volcano is going to explode and this creature was dormant inside of it and has now taken over the island. Yeah. Um, so yeah, cool stuff. Uh, <laughs> it's something for us to keep an eye on. Uh, the Like we were, like Rob was saying, the kaiju is actually really cool looking. It's uh, like if you took
1: um, Metal, Gear, Metal Gear Ray and then you uh, covered it in lava and uh gave it a big long lava-y tail <laughs> yes <laughs> it's the easiest way i can think to describe it uh, but with yeah. one giant saruman eye in the middle of its head yeah <laughs> uh, and then we
0: do get to see like there's some like uh, teaser poster art of like the armor that the people may be wearing um which leads me the armor concept art looks like it's going to be like yeah. animation not well uh, live action I'm or is that just bet, like the concept? That's art, just the um, the
1: the poster. That's just a cool like artistic rendering of the poster. Yeah. I'm willing to bet when we get to the actual movie, it's going to be low budget like cardboard armor with like some LED lights on it.
0: Is it going to be uh what was the, what was that terrible movie that you watched oh, where the, the Chaos. armor like Gears
1: of War? Chaos. <laughs> it was Bruce Willis. Uh oh my gosh. Uh hold on. Chaos War. Is that
0: it? <laughs> I just remember you just like your mind being blown by that movie <laughs> hold on
1: hearts war no dang it uh i would have to i would have to find it again i don't know where i don't know <laughs> i don't bruce remember Willis, right yeah uh i would have to find it but it was very very good uh <laughs> <laughs> um
0: uh. <laughs> anyway uh hang on i'm on bruce willis's page let's see Cosmic there you go
1: cosmic sin not chaos cosmic sin yeah that's, that's uh, yes. the one that's i'm the one. willing to bet <laughs> this is going to end up being uh cosmic sin or <laughs> that is my hope
0: and my dream um so we'll see uh once again the kaiju itself is cool enough looking that i'm, I'm willing to give it like a, a a view just on on like what, it, what are they doing with that yeah um So, okay, so this this next one's fun. Yeah, hey, Uh, you like Destroy
1: All Monsters, right? You thought that was a really good movie, right? Remember we covered it and you were like, this is such a good movie. What a great premise. What a good idea to just, like, throw every monster together. (laughs) Have you ever wanted that again? Have you ever wanted that again with stock CGI monsters? Well, then if I got a movie for you, that's right, 2025 Armageddon, which is not coming out in 2025 as as an important note. Uh so actually I have some insight on this. This has been a long built up reveal uh of of the asylum films. A lot of asylum monster flicks or kaiju monster flicks recently have been implying this alien threat. Uh, without actually showing them specifically, or like delving into them,
0: I didn't know that they were building it up. I yeah, just this it. Is... it was just like let's just throw it all together. the The first
1: <laughs> uh, the first time I became aware of it was I watched their GVK knockoff, and there's a whole segment where they're talking about like aliens and stuff, and then they just kind of go away from it. So instead of the aliens actually being real, <laughs> the aliens are pulling monsters. Uh, from a a film archive and making them real to attack Earth. The film archive the the aliens decided to happen to pull from is from the (laughs) Asylum films, and it's bringing all of the Asylum giant monsters to life and having them attack uh, Earth so that it can terraform the planet for us. (laughs) Uh, Wild. Uh, We have decided (laughs) to break our rule we We're are gonna going to, to be cover covering it. this because <laughs> it'll allow us to do one big asylum film movie and then never look back. <laughs> uh, unless, of course, we get, what was it, 30 patrons? and 30 then, patrons. Yeah, then I'll get, I'll do the, the Mega yeah, Shark. Mar-
0: Marissa, Marissa set that standard of, if we get 30 patrons, <laughs> we will do the Mega Shark, uh, at least Mega Shark. Uh, i guess one and two i don't know what they we'll are do the how mega labeled. shark franchise is what franchise that is right she so franchise we'll cover it yeah all is one episode <laughs> um but yeah so I, I watched the trailer for this it looks dumb it's just, it's asylum it's bad like obviously but for the sheer audacity of what they're trying to do it's like <laughs> i feel like i have to watch this i have to cover <sighs> it because it's just like I mean, Sharknado's in there. Yep. you know we got mega we shark, octopus, Sharktopus. Shark. We, we got the giant piranha. Yep. We got the giant snake. Like we got like, the G
1: and the K. Uh, yeah, knockoff. The, the
0: knockoffs. Yeah, I just it's uh, once again the sheer audacity that <laughs> they think they can do this with the budget that they have. <laughs> the Pacific like, Rim right. uh, or Atlantic Rim robot shows up. Yeah, yeah. Look, we, we have we have to we have to. Um, so, I will yes. say
1: the cover art looks extremely sick.
0: The trailer, yeah, I, the trailer was one thing, but the poster—I found that right before we started recording. I was like, "Damn, that's <laughs> actually a, that's a legit poster. <laughs> it's a good poster."
1: That's like I want that. I want that on my bedroom wall. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh boy! Uh, and then, okay, so to, to to wrap it up, so the last piece of news is just the funny one that Rob and I talked about adding. Yes. So uh, our our our, our uh, Pokemon master himself. After Ash. finally
1: becoming a Pokemon master, finally uh-huh. winning one uh-huh. tournament after twenty, well, he's
0: won two. He's won two. two. Okay, sorry. So because he, he won the the uh, the local uh, what was it, Alola? Right, was where he won. Oh yeah, yeah. He won Alola, and then now he has officially become champion. Yes. By beating uh, Leon from uh, yeah. from Sword and Shield. Yes. Um. So now he is officially a Pokemon champion. Yes. Which is a big, like, I mean, he's never, like, he's never, he's never gotten that high. (laughs) Uh, It took him
1: 20 years. He's been stuck as a prepubescent 13-year-old for 20 years. The worst, like, chemical era of a human (laughs) lifespan. He's been stuck there for 20 years. Yep. Traveling the world, making and then losing friends, never finding true compassion or love outside of... Uh, his one beloved Pikachu. Everyone else abandoning him at some point or another. Somehow, yep. Uh, and yet now here he is. He has finally finished his journey, and Ash William Ketchum is free, <laughs> free from the Pokemon universe. He has become a champion. His quest is over, and so finally he can hang up his multi multiple hats on on uh, uh, you know hang them up, and he can go back home with his level one hundred Pikachu uh and i don't know start a career as like a banker or
0: something <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh so yeah so essentially what start we're talking what his we're office job. about what we are joking about is they announced the next anime for pokemon yeah uh, and the next anime is going to be following two completely new characters mm. ash will not be the main character obviously ash is probably going to show up at yeah. some point be the uh, champion and
1: like challenge like you know challenge moment, them at the yeah. end and like you know like they'll lose but he'll be like
0: you just got to keep going i'm yep. ash catch him <laughs> yep exactly um but yeah it's the end oh, he'll get era. to be
1: red we'll get to have the sequence where they go up a mountain you know and you'll see him just standing there <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, no, that, that would be my dream is they actually introduce real the real uh pokemon uh, you know uh, his character red <laughs> Uh, that would be so cool uh, if this new series is not in canon with the with Ash's journey. It's actually oh, in canon with the I, real story. The the uh, only thing
1: that's uh, my, uh, that Nick brought up is he was like, "Man, I can't believe they're going to get rid of Pikachu as like an advertisement, like mega it's really machine." Point. It's a really good. And point. I was like, "What are they banking on as their next Pikachu?" Right? I mean, obviously it'll fail, and Ash Ketchum will come back in the next season. But what? Yeah. What in this season? Is it the duck? The, the weed cat? Is it the weed <laughs> cat? Are they hoping the weed cat will be it? I love that they're taking the most broken Pokemon game that has ever happened, and they're like, this is the next this big thing. This is the next one. This is, yep. where, this is where we're getting our next major characters. <laughs> like the anime, like the characters like glitch and their arms break while to they're talking. Fair,
0: to be fair, outside of the game, looking at all the new Pokemon and all that stuff, Like, this is the first generation that I've actually felt like it's the step forward with the new Pokemon. No, that's true. There's legitimately a full new plethora of Pokemon that, you know, aren't just repeats. They're new. Like, this is the first generation. Sword and Shield felt like it reused a lot. Like, everything else feels like it's just always been like, we'll reuse half of the previous Pokedex and then bring in, like, 50 new ones. But this one, it's got like 120 new Pokemon or something. Yeah. So it feels like a big next step. So I see why they're doing it. Also, like I just love the meme that just has been going around with the the uh, it's the scene of James Franco from the Pirates movies (laughs) being hung, and it's like Pokemon fans freaking out their main character is disappearing from their show, and it's he's got (laughs) got the goggles goggles from Ty. He's like Digimon Digimon fans.
1: First Digimon time? fans <laughs> hearing about a uh, Pokemon fans losing their main character, <laughs> first, first time? time. That's from uh, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs.
0: That's what it is. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. it's so fun. It's it's just perfect meme because yeah, <laughs> we've Digimon fans have been uh, dealing with that for a very long time. At this, point. they always get, they come back.
1: You know, yeah, Ty will always show back up at some point. Yeah, where's our, where's
0: our where's our season three uh return where's our uh they're no they're,
1: they're sorry they're dead bring them back <laughs> they died they died in a car accident uh, trying to show up to season eight <laughs> and we're never going to talk about them ever again
0: <laughs> bring them back bring them back as adults yeah it with everybody else <laughs> bring it, yeah bring the uh, everyone like skip even because further season forward two's, season two is getting their oh new movie that where they're being where they're like wow teenagers so okay it's like just move on let's do season three next just, <laughs> just keep going keep the roll keep it roll, keep it rolling um but uh, uh moment tie henry uh anyway uh let's uh let's move on to the to the break so yeah. we can come back and talk about seventh voyages Sinbad.
1: yeah i was i was about to say you want to move on to the news and we just start back at news let's section. restart one at the news <laughs> all right everyone after these messages, we'll be right back. The monster will destroy us all. Prehistoric monster. The monster will destroy us all. Sure. Look at that. Monster. monster will destroy us all. Prehistoric monster. A monster This monster you'll see. You think your song will stop him? And we are back to talk about the seventh voyage of Sinbad. It's uh there's a. Um, I really hope that you guys watched Voyages one through six, uh, because <laughs> if you didn't, you're going to be kind of lost on this plot.
0: Maybe maybe a little lost, Maybe a little um, behind on the plot. Uh,
1: but you know, uh, <laughs> they're all they're all classics. Uh, we just we wanted to start with this uh, with this one, you know. Um, but uh, speaking of we, I should actually probably shout out. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, uh, it's william h kelly right is the yeah it's william kelly yeah william kelly uh whomst you've heard the name of multiple times uh at the end of these episodes uh uh is the patron who recommended this as an option and in the past we've just done fan months where uh we just kind of like get the the recommendations and then we just do the episode but uh this year Kyle mentioned his his story with uh monster birds so I reached out to the chat and I was like, "Hey, um, what, who picked this movie? Uh, and like, why? Like, what does this movie mean to you?" Yeah. Uh, and so uh, uh, William decided to write me a little uh, story, an update about his personal history uh, with uh, uh, with this film. Um, I might editorialize a little bit just because there's uh, uh, a few. Uh, Little typographical issues grammatical issues so if i if i if i uh scan over a word weird i i apologize my brain is just bad at reading live (laughs) (laughs) um but he wrote it's a movie that my dad showed me when i was young uh as soon as that uh opening music begins i'm immediately hooked uh to this very day every time i hear the uh that overture uh, I began to hum it as much as I do when Star Wars begins this movie was my very beginning uh with giant monster movies um, uh, uh, that, uh, and my dad introduced me to it uh, in fact uh, this began my love for Godzilla and anything Ray Harryhausen did uh, uh, it is very it is a very personal movie to me uh, in my dad's final days in hospice I played the movie on a tablet for him to hear as a farewell Uh, Shortly after the movie ended, he passed. Uh, Now that I have kids of my own, the movie is played quite regularly. My three daughters and son enjoy the movie and will go outside to reenact the Cyclops versus Dragon fight. It's a very good fight. We're going to talk about it in favorite Mm -hmm. moments for Mm -hmm. sure. (laughs) Um, uh, Just as this movie was introduced to me by my father, uh, I've introduced my kids to the giant monster genre as well, keeping the family tradition alive. Uh, and then he said, Merry Christmas and happy holidays to, uh, from my family to all of yours. Uh, yeah, just a really cute, like, I mean, you know, I I think that, uh, I think cinema plays like a really deep part in a lot of people's lives. And like, it is like, you know, like everyone has like a communication tool with like a loved one. Like for me and my dad, it's next generation, like star Wars, you know, star Wars, Mm -hmm. star Trek. Whoops. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Like I remember sitting and watching episode after episode after episode with my dad, uh, and you know, like I think in spite of all of the other like familial like issues that pop up during the holidays, uh, and stress and anxiety that can cause, like having those like core memories like that and like trains, planes, and automobiles doesn't matter what the conversation is, we can like always latch onto that and return to like cordiality. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get that, man. And uh, w- while I am sorry for your loss, uh, it is so beautiful that you got to share something that important, not only with like your father, but also with your children. Yep. Uh, so I hope I've done a good job of writing down the plot uh, <laughs> in a goofball, Rob-styled way. <laughs> So uh, apologies in advance for not uh, showing it uh, as much love <laughs> uh, uh, and, and, and instead being a little bit uh, goofy with it. Um, so, yeah. Are you ready to talk about the plot? Absolutely. Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain. I can't hear you. Aye, aye, Captain. Oh, strong as a spinach? because he eats a spinach. Uh, that's right. It's Sinbad, Sin- the sailor man. man. That's, the sailor wrong. man. that's wrong. That's I'm, right. I'm, I mean, yeah. <laughs> kind of confused a bunch uh, together there. Um, uh, and we're catching him just as he makes landfall on the mysterious Isle of Colossa. <laughs> there, with his totally normal-sized girlfriend, Princess Parsia, he is confronted by the mighty Cyclops. Yikes. How will they get out of this one? Why, with the help of a pint-sized genie summoned by the definitely not evil, Sakura the Magician. The crew escapes, but Butterfinger Sakura manages to drop his magical lamp along the way. He begs Sinbad to return, offering wealth beyond his wildest dreams. But all Sinbad wants to do is get home with his properly human-sized wife-to-be and get married. (laughs) And so... Since, all, since we are deep in the bronzer-soaked era of whoops, all brownface, <laughs> we return to, quote-unquote, Baghdad and begin to prayer, begin to prepare for this royal wedding. See, the princess's father is the king of a rival nation, and her marriage <laughs> and normal adult human woman size is, will ensure the peaceful union between Sinbad and her kingdom. Uh, To celebrate, uh, Sakura performs a magical spell that transforms one of the princess's handmaidens into a Hindu deity. It's a really fun scene. Uh, um, Wow. So he has magical potions that can change people's sizes and shapes. Neat. Probably nothing our heroes have to worry about, though. Oh, Sakura wants to perform a second trick for us, this time looking into the future. Sure, that's polite of you. Oh, no. He predicts that the wedding will fall into shambles and that the two kingdoms will go to war. Well, unless that is, they can help him get his magical lamp back. Well, that's convenient. Wait a minute. You mean this guy still wants to get his magical lamp back? Get him out of here. But don't escort him with guards or anything. He seems like a trustworthy, trustworthy sort of wizard. That night, sleeping peacefully in her human-sized bed, is the princess, <laughs> only to be shrunken down by the dastardly uh, uh, Sakura. I keep uh, Sakura. I keep wanting to say Sakura, but Sakura. So, Sakura. <laughs> um, uh, but no one will ever suspect this sweet old man, and he slips out undetected. The perfect crime. The princess's father, seeing that his daughter was got shrink raid, vows to destroy Baghdad. And everyone else looks at the camera shouting, who could have shrunk the princess like this? <laughs> Sinbad, somehow unable to remember <laughs> remember her anything from the last 12 hours, runs after Sadakar uh, uh, Sakura, remembering that he uh, happened to transform the maiden last night. Uh... Uh, and begs the magician for help. Conveniently, there is a way to cure the micro princess of her syndrome. Uh, (laughs) And it happens to be located on the Isle of Colossa. Wow, okay, that seems strange. So Sinbad forms a troop of the most seaworthy men he can muster. A bunch of death row inmates that have no loyalty to him or his cause. Okay, I guess I would have just used the sailors from the last trip. But I'm not a royal seafaring hero, so what do I know? At least these murderers are trustworthy and good at sailing ships. Uh Uh-oh, they immediately betray Sinbad and take over the ship. Uh Uh-oh again. (laughs) They nearly (laughs) crash the ship during a way-too-long siren song sequence. But Sinbad, with the help of Sakura and some guy, managed to save the ship by putting wax in their ears. And so the now loyal crew makes landfall on the Isle of Colossa. Loyal air quotes. (laughs) Just really at this point, not trying to actively kill him, guys, you know, so far. And so uh, and starts getting a comically large harpoon gun set up on the beach Uh, while they're working on that. Sinbad and Sakura take a group of murderers with them into the Valley of Colosa in order to collect the required ingredients to turn the Mario after getting hit by a Goomba sized princess back to her normal size. On their way to the rock's nest, by the way, I should have clarified the rock's eggshells what will turn the princess back to her normal size. Uh, on the way to the rock's nest, they happen to collect the genie's lamp and then battle the, uh, the cyclops again. But Sinbad is able to best the creature by blinding it and tricking it into falling off of a cliff and falling into a river of Jewish wine, ripped to a real one. The princess, using her new stature, is able to slide into the lamp and just kind of hang out with the genie? who lets her know that he can be freed from the lamp if someone gets drunken, turned back to normal size, and then throws the lamp into a sea of lava. Wow, that's so specific. Shortly after, our heroes make it to the rock's nest, and some hungry murder boys go hog-wild on the egg. (laughs) They are... (laughs) And then quickly assaulted by Big Mama Rock. The two-headed vulture is eventually defeated, and the shell is acquired by our heroes. Welp, it's time to return this princess to normal size. Good thing, too, because I've had just about enough of this plot device from an anime that I saw once. So Sakura uh, reemerges, reembiggins. Oh my god, I need to write real human words. So Sakura (laughs) reembiggins the princess, and all is well. Oh, wait! Sakura summons a skeleton warrior. Skeleton warrior? to fight Sinbad in a very fun sequence. Sinbad is able to best this boneheaded baddie and runs to escape with the princess. Yikes! The narrow bridge they have to cross is destroyed by... Sakura breaking his crystal ball? Okay. Well, fortunately, they have a genie and are able to summon a production assistant just off screen to throw them a rope. (laughs) <laughs> before they swing across the princess remembers the escape remembers the escape clause for the genie and throws his lamp into the lava below sure hope she translated that riddle correctly and didn't just cook that poor child alive <laughs> uh but sakura has one more trick up his sleeve that's right a dragon uh he releases the beast and six it on sinbad
0: wrong hold on oh. shit. that's not what happened Remember, they go to the cave, they see the dragon, and he, like, sneaks past it by yeah. rolling one chain that goes across. Yeah. And then when they're running away, he... he oh, Simba releases it. Okay. Because the Cyclops comes into the cave trying That's to That's right. Them. He releases the dragon. The dragon fights the Cyclops. Then all of a sudden, the the dragon is, like... Okay, master, I'll still work with you. <laughs> Whatever Sakura, I guess what Sakura threw me off of the cave. Yeah,
1: I guess what threw me off of Sakura is Sakura's like,
0: fight, kill, kill, come on, come on, kill. Yeah, yeah, and it like, like
1: listens he, to verbal commands. So I, so I guess. For
0: some reason, yeah. But no, yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah. Simbad releases the dragon, not, <laughs> not Sakura.
1: Simbad releases dragon to fight the Cyclops. Sorry. uh. Uh uh, uh, uh another cyclops then shows up to battle with the dragon giving sinbad and his normal sized wife to be a chance to escape from the tunnel that leads out of the valley the dragon and sokura come chasing after them but remember that giant harpoon gun from earlier well the murders turned loyal sailors have turned it have locked and loaded it and with sinbad giving them the signal they launch the harpoon into the dragon's heart making it collapse onto sokura and crush him to death and so Sinbad and his crew return home towards Bad tag uh, Dag Dagbad. Dagbad Dag, bad. dag bag, bad. <laughs> bag Dad. Sure is a shame about that magical child we burned to death. Oh wait! He's still alive! And more importantly, the genie magicked all the golden treasure from the Cyclops' hoard onto the boat. The End. The End.
0: <laughs> what a what a wild movie. Uh it's, I mean, the big Look. thing is, like, it's <laughs> written
1: in that era where we didn't know what ethos or pathos was. Yes. <laughs> like, we didn't understand how humans think or react or plan or think or plot or
0: react. <laughs> there are... Uh, my biggest problem with this movie... Okay, I I did have fun with this movie for, for a lot of scenes, but... Yeah. I Yeah, the plot gets pretty nonsensical <laughs> with, like so many betrayals like there's like 10 betrayals in the middle of this movie <laughs> yeah and then and then like not only that but like yeah you, you brought it up in your plot thing i think i think it's going to be my least favorite moment so i, I guess i'll save it but oh. <laughs> there's there's one element of the plot that's specifically just mind-blowing like how could you thought how could you think that that was going to be okay <laughs> um so I'll, I'll save that for for for, for my least favorite moment but yeah. I mean um, I can I
1: can translate what happened
0: in a lot of places.
1: Like I can translate that the reason he had to get a bunch of murder boys to be his crew yeah. are probably because like none of his his loyal homies wanted to go with him on the ship after just barely surviving last time.
0: Right. But this like there wasn't that- there wasn't
1: a sequence that showed that
0: this last time that exists but nobody talks about and Um, like
1: the the trusting of uh sakura even though like very clearly he's a bad guy and has been trying to trick you back to this island like at no point it should have been like a hostage situation oh i'm sorry we're gonna talk about that later. i'll talk about that later fair fair
0: um but yeah uh yeah i don't know man i I, it it is a classic like adventure film from the 50s Uh so I tried to judge it based on that for the most part. Uh but uh yeah, there are some 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 interesting plot contrivances that that are there that I did not expect to see. I mean, and also Um, to
1: be fair, I'm not super familiar with the original story of Sinbad.
0: I thought that he like
1: (laughs) blinded the Cyclops and then tricked the Cyclops into thinking his name was nobody. And then when the Cyclops' homie showed up is that a different one?
0: That's the that's the Iliad. Oh, you're uh, right. That's Iliad. That's
1: that's okay. Never mind. That's, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, then I don't know anything about Sinbad, then. I just remember all of his comedy specials.
0: There Zing! You go. Whoa! knew it was going to come in somewhere. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Okay. So the characters, real quickly. Um, so, as Rob joked about, um, <laughs> these are all white people playing... Um, <laughs> middle eastern people middle eastern people for sure um
1: some of it's very funny like the princess specifically they like she has to be in revealing clothing but like the bronzer rubs off really easily so she's got this deep v like you know i dream of genie outfit on right but so like right on the lines of her clothes it's like white skin the tips of her ears white and then like her hands super white but then like super bronzer tan skin on her face and in like s- some of the groove of her chest.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, like, well, they also she's tried the to,
1: most noticeable.
0: They also tried to give her like a middle Eastern style hair style, but like she just has the wrong hair texture for <laughs> it. So it like, it looks really weird. Cause it's like, she has very white girl hair. Yeah. So like, I don't know. It, it looks really funny. It's uh, like at the beginning of the movie, I, I was laughing about it for yeah. sure. Oh, it, it's uh, it's
1: absolutely that era of Hollywood where, yeah. okay, so like I'd say that like starting in the 80s, we became deeply obsessed with um, like Japanese culture and like generally like a fear of like Japan kind of taking over America. So you see like a lot of Japanese influences starting to show up in films, right? Right. Especially like Blade Runner being like the key easiest indicator to point at. But in general, like there was like a a prevalence of like uh, Orientalism, Orientalism, like kind of popping up in uh, (laughs) uh, these movies. But in fifties and sixties Hollywood, man, they loved the Middle East. Like it's so many films are like set in Egypt or whatever. Uh, It's very interesting. I don't know what was happening culturally at the time in the fifties and sixties where like that was like it. I mean. Hell, there's a John Wayne movie where he plays like a, a pharaoh or whatever.
0: Like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's wild. It's a very strange time in Hollywood for sure. Yeah. Um, but uh. But yeah. Um. So, yeah. So we got Sinbad uh, playing by uh, Kerwin Matthews, um, who uh, was a big actor at this time. Yeah. Uh, did a lot of a lot of adventure films a lot of stuff like that um,
1: classic action dad he's very yeah.
0: like uh, you know very noble
1: very just very uh gullible when it comes to bad guys uh has some very very like he does a good job choreographing fights without having an opponent to fight yeah which i thought were <laughs> really cool scenes
0: yeah well i'm sure one of us or we will talk about that scene in special effects if we oh, yeah. catch it in favorite moments but um But yeah, there's there's a lot of that, uh, a lot of great, like like you're saying, a lot of fun, like swashbuckly, like fight scenes with him. Um, uh, Of course, uh, Princess Parissa is played by Catherine Grant, Mm -hmm. who is a huge name. Oh, yeah. uh, From a lot of things uh, that you probably will recognize. She Uh, does.
1: She does my and I don't know how to describe this, but you know that like 50s acting that like all women had to do where mm -hmm. it's like, oh, and like the hand is up. And like they're they're almost like advertising something. Like if you were to CGI something into their hand, they'd be like, "Buy yeah. this perfume, buy this dish soap." Where it's mm-hmm. the like, oh, there's like that really glued on smile, and like very <laughs> strange open hand movements. Yeah, oh, oh, it's like she acts like someone that's in a a commercial of the time, in the movie. In the movie, yeah, yeah. it's very that's it's it's just how women had to act and especially in these like b-movie action films of the era yeah but like watching it now and like being aware of that like seeing that in other films and then kind of coming back to this and be like oh that's just how that was just like the the role women played is like very like Mm. daintily feminine you know
0: yeah (laughs) um so the uh, the villain, uh, our, our our main villain, uh, who is Sakura. Uh, so it's wild with him. Uh, so there's something that's specific with him that always. Uh, it was throwing me off the entire time I was watching the movie, and I was like, I don't. Why do I remember this guy? Hmm. But I don't remember what he actually looks like in this movie. I remember him from something else. Oh yeah. But it's also from the same era, and it's like I was like something. There's something specific about this. And I was like, I remember him with a like pencil mustache and a and a and a soul patch, like a goatee Wait. kind of like evil thing. No. So I was like, Who is this? And then I realized that he is the also the villain, starring also beside our hero, Kerwin Matthews in jack the giant killer oh my gosh um and i was like oh my god this is that's why i remember him because okay so there was this there was this vhs that i had when i was growing up i've talked about it on the cast before that was like it was just movie trailers for like old movies it was like dinos uh dinosaurs uh something something yeah trailers and it was just it was just like a it was just a VHS that they just threw a bunch of trailers on. And so I grew up and I watched that thing all the time. And I'd never seen most of the movies that are on that trade, like that thing. Yeah. I just had seen those trailers. So like, there's a occasionally when we get these movies that I've only seen the trailer of, I'm like, Oh, that was that trailer that I saw like a billion times. And this is the same thing I was like, where have I seen this guy? <laughs> and when I, when I, when I looked it up, I was like, Oh my God, like he, He's wear he's like a sorcerer in this other movie too, but he's wearing this like Dracula like style like here. I'm gonna send a picture of him so you know. Um, I got it, yeah. Because it's it's wild. It, it's um. It, so anyway, so he's he's another <laughs> actor that was just kind of in a lot of a lot of these kind of things. He was in like the Mission Impossible series from this uh, from this time era. Yeah. Uh, he he kind of played a villain in a lot of stuff. Um. So here, here's the, here's the, I'm sitting at Tokyo talks. Oh, okay. Um, so that's, that's what I remembered <laughs> him looking like because I remembered the go the, the mustache yes. and the soul patch, uh, which also, yes, Jack, the giant killer, another, uh, stop motion classic. We will cover on the cast.
1: Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, at
0: some point. Um, but, uh, anyway, uh, let's see who else in the cast is where they're talking about. Uh, we have the genie. He's a, a child actor that didn't start. It uh, didn't act past being a kid. Uh, and I mean, then everybody else is just kind of one off people. Uh, yeah. you know, uh, there's, there's a couple of people that have done like some other like yeah. movies that you may recognize. I, I will
1: say I was pleasantly surprised with like the main cast. I think yes. that they all had the energy they required to be lovable, uh, interesting characters. I think that, um, honestly, the princess, I was like, I kind of thought she would just be kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, okay, especially coming from the uh, monster birds. I was like, okay, it's going to be like, oh, I'm horrified. <laughs> she literally at no point is like in a bad mood. No. <laughs> she, she wakes up like as a, a an inch high PI and is like, <laughs>
0: This is This weird. is fine. Okay.
1: <laughs> I'm down here. How's it going? Yeah. <laughs> like, she's <Yeah. laughs> so, and then it's like, okay, I'll help you break out of this prison jail. <laughs> okay. Like, horrible, nightmarish things are happening around her constantly, and she's just like, all right, sure. Right. <laughs> this is just my life now. I'm fine with this. <laughs> uh, her constant, like, uh, bubbly reaction to horrific scenarios is so, like, entertaining, yeah. Uh, it's just like unflappable, uh, truly, truly, uh, like, uh, uh, a smile queen. I don't know the opposite of a scream queen, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, Also, that trailer, uh, the trailer that I was talking about was called Fantastic Dinosaurs of the Movies. Yes. Um, And it was, yeah, like I said, it was just a VHS that just had a bunch of trailers. It had Godzilla trailers. It had um, just various... I'm sending a picture to Rob because I don't know if you had it, but it's it's very (laughs) core memory unlocked for Kyle. Um, This is the VHS cover, by the way. Uh, But anyway... um, (laughs) uh, So... Moving on to other uh, other stuff about this movie, like I said, not much uh, uh, else with uh, the characters to really talk about. I do agree with you, though. I think that they, the main cast, is is very fun to watch. In this yeah, movie. I think they did a really good job. Um, so uh, let's go to monsters because we've got quite a few yeah. uh, creatures to talk about. We got
1: um, the 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 rocks. We've got uh, the mm-hmm. dragon. We've got the two. Cyclops. Proper cyclopses and then kind of the the like Hindu lady.
0: Yeah, they, they, yeah. We'll talk about her, and yeah, the I mean skeleton warrior is just a skeleton warrior. Skeleton but... warriors. I mean, that's why I was like, <laughs> I,
1: he's got like a furrowed brow. He's a skeleton man.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's he's got he's got a shield and a sword. But um, all right, let's go by order of appearance, roughly. So sure. uh, first off is the cyclops. Yes. Um. So this is a very iconic Ray Harryhausen style creature. Um, so a couple things about this that are really, really fun, uh, like little t- Tokyo tidbits. Um, so it is the armature. So the skeletal structure is literally the skeletal structure of Amir from the 20 million miles to earth. The one we covered a while ago. Um, the, 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 the marsh Martian creature that keeps growing bigger. Do you remember that one? Rob? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so they he used that same skeletal armature for the Cyclops, which is why it looks very similar. Oh, yeah, I can see the, the
1: shape of it. It's, I mean, it's, obviously it's, a very different, like...
0: Yeah, clay. the clay mold on the outside is yeah. different, but the, 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 the look of the body is the same. Uh, so it's very humanoid. Uh, the one thing that he made sure to do is he wanted it to have the cloven yeah. uh, ankles because he didn't want it to look like a man in a suit. He wanted yeah. to make sure people knew that it was not... Uh, A man in a suit And also Um,
1: because of that it has to step Very weird it's very interesting how You you see it walk it can't like it doesn't Walk like a human it's got Mm -hmm. backwards Hinged like goat legs Mm -hmm. So like it steps forward but it's got A very weird gait to it
0: it's got a, yeah, it's got a very specific animation to the way that it moves, uh, which is very cool. Uh, big, the biggest thing that really like makes it stand out, uh, is it's got this big old horn on the top of its head, right above its eye. Um, that's always something that's made me like really like yeah. go, ah, uh, it's the Cyclops from this movie. Um, so yeah, so it's got like fur on its legs. Um, and then its upper torso is uh humanoid. It's not human, but it's, it's like flesh. Um, and skin <laughs> yeah uh, but like it's got like it, yeah it's like abs are built differently like it's got different like skeletal like structure like look on it yeah as well as a um, big old big old graspy claw hands that are <laughs> uh, m- like big giant fingers on them they're not yeah. like uh they're not just human hands they're yeah. very it's got not...
1: uh i think like three fingers and then like it's big old thumb
0: yeah, it's got three fingers, and yeah, this yeah, the thumb is like really far back on yeah. the joint. Like it's further back, like almost at the wrist. Yeah. Um, and that big giant three graspy claws. <laughs> um so next up is the the snake. Uh Rob, what you got?
1: Uh so the snake okay, so uh I kept referring to it as a Hindu goddess. It, it, but then I mean, it kind of it's reference of that. Yeah, it's it's supposed to be kind of like a Vishnu-ish reference. Uh, so basically uh, saduka throws a snake and a handmaiden into a big jar and then cracks it open with an axe and there's a blue uh, like there's a wo- a woman with like uh, like a torso up is a blue forearmed thing mm-hmm. with these noodly wibbly wobbly claymation arms and her mm-hmm. face but with like a big uh like Vishnu style helmet on. Mm-hmm uh and then from her torso down is a big long snake tail and she kind of does this like dance for everyone and her arms Mm -hmm. are so funly like it's very clear there's not like a um a skeleton underneath this one like especially with the arms it's just like woo. -woo.
0: it's very much just a wire that he's manipulating yeah it's a wiggle (laughs) um uh,
1: yeah, it does eventually start choking itself, which I thought was really interesting. That it's two creatures fused together, fused together, that didn't yeah. want to be part of each other, and so they're fighting each other.
0: Yeah, that was a really cool ending to the scene. Yeah, I thought that was really fun. Uh, but yeah, I mean, she's tip like for the most part, she's a typical like snake lady, like Naga yeah. or uh, what? Are, what are the what's the other terminology for them? Lamias. Uh, uh, like traditional, woman. traditional. <laughs> mo- I mean, monster, monster woman. Like yeah, there's usually like Lamia, Naga, whatever you want to call them. It's a myth, mythological creature that it's existed across a lot of uh, mythologies of a yeah. woman with a snake for the bottom yes. half of her and a, a human mermaid, but torso. a snake, right? <laughs> a mermaid or a centaur, but snake for the bottom. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, as we said, the, the thing that was iconic about this is the big noodly forearms. Mm. Uh, and uh, there's the a single skin, shot. Yeah. yeah, there's a single shot of the actress with the blue uh, face with the blue paint blue on face paint. It's, yeah. it's a single shot. It, it, Blake and you'll miss it. But uh, the rest of it is a is a great little little well, animation. Got,
1: it cuts back twice. Once where you see her kind of like laughing oh, yeah. and enjoying the, it. And then when she's the getting choked, choked, and she's like,
0: yeah. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, it's still a pretty cool effect. Pretty yeah. cool little creature for a second. Um, okay, so next we go back to the island. Um, I thought that we were going to see... So they keep talking about the demons at the, the siren sequence. So no. I really thought we were going to see something there, but we don't. Uh, <laughs> but we do. Then we go back to the island. And of course, the the quest is now to go to find the rock, rock
1: egg. egg. R-O-K. R-O-C-
0: yeah, yeah, it's ROK or yeah. is it was ROK or ROC. I thought it was R-O-K. ROK.
1: At least that's how Cameron spelled it, so I, yeah. I trusted that.
0: Uh, let's see. Uh yeah, I don't have anything. Okay. <laughs> but uh but yeah, so so they go they go to get the egg, so we first get to see the little baby. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's this big like buzzardy, like it's got two buzzard heads and then since it's the baby, it just hatched. So it's got this white downy look to the feathers. Yeah. Um, it's very like, you know, like it's it's big, like it's like Kong sized. Yeah. So it's it's pretty large and it starts it's like tries to eat the dudes, but they instantly kill it and then they cook it. And then we get to see the adult later on when the giant leg of the baby is on the spi- uh the, the fire. Uh yes. and the big vulture, two headed vulture yeah. comes down to attack them. Um, I, yeah, it's, it's very much just like a two headed, just like giant vulture. Yeah. Um, but it is really, it, it, it's a cool effect cause it's, it's, I mean, you know, animating something like that flying is not easy with stop motion. Oh yeah. Uh, so. <laughs>
1: looks better than the giant
0: claw. We can
1: see yeah. that for sure.
0: <laughs> um, so, okay. So the, that's that. And then I guess next up is the dragon. Yeah. Um, so the dragon I, I really like this dragon design. Um, so it doesn't have wings. Yeah. So it's, it's on all fours. Um, it's a big green, like lizardy looking thing. It's yeah. got two big old horns on the top of its head. Mm-hmm. Um, the most iconic thing about this design, uh, really honest, honestly, is it's giant like fangs that it has on its top row of its mouth. So it's got like a traditional, just like dragon dinosaur looking jaw, but it's got these like teeth that are probably like as long as the horns on its head that just stick off of its top jaw, uh, which comes into play in the fight with the Cyclops. Yes. Um, and then, uh, and then, yeah. And then it's got, it's got this, uh, it's got a cool, like, uh, so it's, it's main body is green with like a pebbly texture. Um, and then it's got these like bright orange or like orangish beige, uh, like dorsal spine yeah. back that really gives it a cool uh, distinct look to it. Um, and then, uh, oh yeah. The other, the other cool thing about its design is it has these like almost like, almost to make it look a little bit more like an Asian dragon in its face. It's got these big eyebrows that yeah. are spikes. but they kind of look like if you see like an Asian dragon's, face kind of like whiskers and, and like the hair on its eyes yeah yeah but it's but it's it's like single eyebrows it's eyebrow thorn uh yeah spikes yeah i will say uh, it also
1: and i mean i didn't notice this in the movie but in the stills it really looks like the horns are spirals that go yeah. backwards mm-hmm. like they're curled they're not like just horns like no that.
0: yeah it's got yeah it's got like a cool little uh thing to that it does breathe fire briefly in a very <laughs> funny effect yes um and uh yeah i don't know it's 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 one of the more iconic things from this movie i think i think yeah. most people know well, this can dragon design
1: you can definitely tell that like there is some some shared dna between this
0: and Retosaurus. You know? yes yeah and I mean, yeah, I mean, because Redasaurus was his uh his you know, Willis O'Brien, so his mentor. Yeah. So uh he he definitely I feel like he when he was looking at designing this, he definitely probably went to that and was like, ooh, what if I made it a dragon? <laughs> um so anyway, um so yeah and then uh, like we said we have the skeleton warrior but we'll, you know that's more of yeah. a special effects talk thing uh,
1: um and i guess the second cyclops which the only real difference is that it has two forward ha- uh facing like spikes on its head yeah it
0: has a second horn yeah on it's, head. it's um, horn zero spike yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, whereas the first yeah the first one had uh yeah i actually never noticed that difference so the the first one has a horn that goes up, and it's yeah. a singular horn Rhino on the front of horn its head, from its forehead. Yeah. Whereas the other one has these two horns going down, a mohawk, uh, <laughs> kind of like a yeah, like a mohawk with the two spikes. Um, I didn't even notice that there was a difference until you said that. But yeah, there's <laughs> it's obviously it's the same model, just with yeah, different. Just different...
1: they they tweaked the head a little bit, a you little
0: know? bit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, awesome so awesome
1: designs. The stop motion fun. is so fun and like yes. uh it does kind of suffer from that like it, I mean and this is just how you had to do it where you film one thing on a layer of cellophane and then you layer that cellophane yeah. on top of the first layer. So you have like these sequences and this is my favorite like every every stop motion movie has to have this at one point mm-hmm. where you have the characters in the background going whoa
0: whoa what <laughs> on a big yeah. sound
1: stage for like I'll, five I'll to talk ten about minutes
0: that. i'll talk about that specifically in special effects. Oh, okay i just um.
1: it's it's my favorite trope from stop motion films <laughs> <laughs> um but like you know it's just it's always going to happen because you can't overexpose the layer underneath to make it bright enough to w- mm. where you wouldn't wash out the layer on top Uh, so like inevitably, like anytime the monsters are on screen, the human action has to be like dimmed a little bit just because you've got a, a clear coat of cellophane on top of a layer of film. Uh, that being said, the, the, like the pairing works really, really well. Um, especially in something that is in my favorite moments, which we'll talk about in a
0: bit. (laughs) <laughs> i mean actually we'll talk about it right now hey um all right yeah so favorite least favorite moments uh yeah do you have a preference because i stop, feel like let's we start might negative let's we start have negative
1: i think we might have the exact same least favorite moment
0: okay yeah so <laughs> i
1: think i'm not exactly if
0: sure. not if not because I, I have two but the the, the the okay so my main least favorite moment is the one that i'll probably steal from you but if not sure, d- no. is yours is yours the 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 ridiculous like how did they not know this guy's evil is that oh yours? no actually i mean okay.
1: like obviously like there's this yeah i yeah. don't like that that's... as well but i'm okay with it because it's like it's it's how they told stories back then
0: it's i yeah for I me get it. it's
1: the siren sequence it's the yeah demons. that was
0: my second that's my second okay so you could take the siren so Perfect. okay so the reason why the 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 not knowing he's evil thing. Uh I, I you're right. That is how they told stories back then. <laughs> but like I it only goes so far. <laughs> like I feel like, you know when she gets turned small. Yeah. I I I was I was like, okay, someone's gonna start putting this together. Like is what I thought. Yeah. I thought his I thought his buddy, like Sinbad's friend that's always with him, I thought he was gonna be the one to be like trying to remind Sinbad no. like yeah, it's really weird that, the you know, she turned small right after that big <laughs> thing that we saw. You know, like, somebody was going to say something, but they just never address it. Yeah. And then, like, they keep trying to, like, surprise us with, like, reveals that he's bad. Like, yes. with, Like, oh, he didn't save them when they were in the cage. Oh, no. Yeah. Like, maybe he's still evil. Like, no, he's been <laughs> evil this entire time. Like, we, yeah. If they had, like, if they had not shown him in the scene with her shrinking... Like, I feel like I could have understood it a little bit better of being, like, a little mysterious. You know, like, okay, like, she shrank. That's really weird. Of course, we as an audience probably will put it together. But, like, yeah, if, if like, from a visual storytelling thing, literally showing him doing the act of shrinking her, like, is, like, it just makes it so that, like, any tries to, like, be like, no, maybe he's a good guy, Or <laughs> gone so like the movie (laughs) kept trying to do it and i was just like why are you trying to make me think he's a good guy he's very clearly not well it's like it's Uh, also
1: like it it is too gullible of our 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 protagonists um and literally everyone falls for it uh even though very literally like he's like something bad will happen unless you do me this favor Uh, if we're very easily you could have something where it's like uh yeah i did do it and if you don't help me get my magic item back, I won't change her back. You know, right? Oh, good luck trying to find. Go, go try. Good luck trying to find someone who would be able to cure you. You know, exactly. Yeah. Travel, exactly. travel the seven seas all over again. Uh, waste decades of your life trying to save or cure your your beloved, or you could help me get my magical lamp back, and I'll cure her myself exactly um and then it's yeah it's a hostage situation it's like okay well we can't negotiate with him and like you can even have like the the dad be like if you don't give him what he wants uh then i'll burn your kingdom to the ground you can right. still have that or that arc that angle
0: but which now actually it's like which would have made more sense cuz in the movie he just was like my princess is and She's useless now. I'm gonna I'll burn kill her all of you. I, yeah, <laughs> like pulls out a gun. If, whereas if like he had like, and then I just started blasting. Uh, <laughs> and then like if, if if Yui had done just the, even that slight plot, it's not even a plot change. It's just like recontextualizing. Just a little that tweak. Would a little have, tweak would have made it like so much better. The two big plot
1: elements I don't like are literally a like a line of dialogue away from being acceptable.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, so like I don't know. It, it wasn't like the. it didn't ruin the movie no. for it, but it was it was one of those things that every time they kept trying to do like, a, oh, maybe he's a good guy after all. I was like, no, no he, he's, not. he's the one that cursed the princess. Like, <laughs> we know that's what happened. So that that really did bother me throughout the movie, uh, for sure. Um, so but yours, yours, like I said, yours is my second least favorite. So dear God. (laughs) Okay. So uh, in a sequence
1: is very, very funny and would have made my favorite moments had it not been for the very next, the the sequence that is my favorite moment. Uh, The the murderinos that he hires uh, immediately are like, we're going to mutiny, right? And everyone goes, yeah, I guess so. Because we are just a bunch of murderers. (laughs) Uh, And so they do what they do best. They try and murder Sinbad. Uh, it's very funny. There's a sequence where like a guy falls through the roof of his cabin and it's clear. It was supposed to be like a shocking moment, but like the stunt double, like literally just whoop, <laughs> falls <laughs> and then, it and then a fight they hard cut. And then the fight is happening. It's very yep. funny. Yep. Anyway, uh, uh, Sinbad seeing that like his homies, uh, the, the, like the cure to his, his princess's smallness is about to get killed. It's like, I give up, I surrender, throw me and a into jail and deal with this later. And they're like, all right. Yeah. And then, Offhandedly, S- Sakura mentions, yeah, well, they're gonna go through the demon coast, uh, and like it'll it'll blast them with psychic energies. <laughs> um and I was like, how did Sinbad not deal with that initially? Like when he was going back to Baghdad, because they left there and went straight to Baghdad. I assume they, they, it is charted waters. He keeps saying we're with the dangerous crew and uncharted waters. We're in dangerous crew, uncharted waters. It is charted. You just charted them. Were you, you asleep? Literally
0: we're just there. Yeah. <laughs> what happened?
1: Uh, which is why starting it at like the Island is a bad idea, but I don't know how you would do it elsewise. But anyway, so uh, <laughs> then there is a way too long nighttime sequence, which has some cool looking, scary shots of like people screaming with water all over them, and like they pick the skinniest guy, so he looks like emaciated and he's screaming. Uh-huh. Really cool shot. But then they do that same shot three times in a row, and they keep cutting back to random members of like the ship, all screaming, oh the demons, the, the sirens, yeah. they're screaming, it's driving me sane. Oh, and then it's... it keeps cutting back to the jail cell where they're just waiting. And they're like, oh, ah, and like it just lasts for way too long, and it draws it's... out a scene that should have been like a, a terrifying build up, and then a rep- like they you know, break out of the prison, and like because everyone's like panicking, they're able to escape and like save. The
0: yeah, city. It, 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 yeah, it, it, it fails on so many levels for me because. Another thing that's really lacking there is sound design Yeah. because they, they talk about it being very like, once again, we kept calling it the siren sequence, which is very much (laughs) what they imply it to be. Yes. But there's not really like a, like a siren call. Like the only sound effect that's really going on is like the sound of the storm with like a little windy, like, yeah, like a little musically like wind, but I also thought it was just the soundtrack, not necessarily like a sound effect. And so it's just, like, it doesn't really come off very well. And then, like, yeah, we don't see, like, the demons at the shore that are supposed to drown the sailors or whatever. So, like, there's not really a good moment with it that I really liked because it just didn't really do anything. (laughs) And the only purpose it really served was to literally just... Get undo them, the, have the mutiny that yeah undo, undo the, the mutiny, mutiny. yes which the mutiny didn't even really need to be there anyway so uh. it's like okay well uh <laughs> you know you could have you could have had like i feel like the the problem with the mutiny is that they should have uh like the the mutiny works on the island yes. when there's treasure when there's stuff for the people to go for but like I you mean didn't... they just kind of like offhandedly say, like,
1: yeah, we could just sell this ship. Like this will yeah. this is fine. And I mean, like, I get it. Like, he literally hires had a had crew of villain? people that none of he doesn't know any of them. They don't know him. They're all on death row. Yeah. And then he's like, you could die with me. And it's like having just watched Andor and then coming to this, it's like one way out versus uh die on an island or die in prison. Uh-huh. And it's like Oh man, like I don't know.
0: Yeah, I just like if if, if we had had our our sorcerer like tempting them with the treasure on the island, being like, "Hey, if you if you let me be in charge, yes, you're, and then they betray
1: him because then you have that cycle of betrayal." And then it's like, oh, so there's treasure. Yeah, we'll But help he's you not out. even
0: involved in the mutiny. No, he just gets thrown into prison yeah. with Simbad. So it's
1: like, like that could have been a great sequence of like they all start to mutiny, they surround Sinbad, and they're like, yeah, we're gonna, and then like Sadakar shows up, he's like, ah, oh, yes, now my, these are my men, and then and then like they all turn their swords towards him, yep. and he has to go oh no, you know, and then it's very then much uh... you get to have your moment where it's like, oh, he gets scared and now Sakura's on his side, on Sinbad's side. And he's yeah. like, oh, my way is, you know. And then yeah. you can do the like, is he good, is he bad? Again yep. and again and again, because you yep. have circumstances lead to Sakura being like, oh no, something bad's going to happen to me. All right, well, I'll help Sinbad now. I'll yeah. do something good.
0: You know what's funny is that moment that you just described literally is uh, is uh, Son of Kong. I don't know if you remember that far back, but that's what happens in Son of Kong. Is uh, they remember they pick up that random captain yeah. from Sumatra or whatever, and he try he causes a mutiny because they're like we're yes. not making any money, and then the, and yeah then they, they they turn on him. <laughs> yeah, I just watched that with uh, with Julio as a as a movie watch through the other day, so I was just like <laughs> ah it's the same story. Um, but anyway. um, okay so let's move to more positive Since yeah i went first with uh least favorite you go first with favorite sure
1: uh so favorite moment um honestly the the i like i said the fight sequence is very funny but i think my favorite fight is the fight with the skeleton warrior with sinbad uh because you get to see essentially uh harry go all out on timing mm-hmm. the fight because they can't have a stunt double. Like there's no actor for our lead to fight. Oh, he's fighting nothing. He's swinging a sword. He's bouncing off of an invisible shield. He's blocking with things. He's, you know, they're doing all these actions Mm -hmm. uh, and having him basically choreograph a fight blind. And then Harryhausen has to come in afterwards and choreograph the actual blows Mm -hmm. that time up with the filming of that. Yep. And the the amount of, like, creativity that has to go into taking the role, taking all the film, angling everything to where it, like, looks right, and then manually adding in a character fighting someone else is so cool to me. It's just so impressive, and it just it looks good. It looks really good. Uh, The fact that they're like in a dark area helps a lot with that kind of that double cellophane layer where like you Mm kind of like lose a little bit of the actor. But it looks good because they're inside of a spooky like Mm -hmm. cave manor. Uh, And you you pair that with Harryhausen peak like sword fighting. And it's it's
0: good. It's really, really good. Uh, So, So obviously the key thing to note about that sequence is it is the basically the... The precursor slash the test oh, for the yes. big skeleton fight that is done in Jason and the Argonauts. Yes, where they fight like it's a group of people fighting a giant group of skeletons. Yes, and it's it's amazing. I mean, and and like it's amazing here too. Like I think it's I think it's it's a very well done effect. And then yeah, it's like perfected in Jason and the Argonauts. But um, it's yeah, the level of, like you're saying the level of planning of having you know filming filming the stuff on the live action set and having, uh, the, the lead actor Simbad to, yeah, to do the correct, like bouncing off of a shield motion with his sword. Yeah. And then having Harryhausen go in and animate the skeleton to that is just like, it's insane. Uh, yeah. it's, it's a crazy amount of work for sure. Absolutely. Um, but it looks so, it looked great. I oh, it looks, it. it looks great. No, it absolutely looks great. um, so uh, my favorite moment, um, surprise, 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 is the fight, uh, is the Cyclops <laughs> versus Dragon fight at the end. Yeah. Um, it's such a classic stop motion fight. Um, it's it's surprisingly, like, you know, I, I, I like stop motion a lot, but there are some, like, kinks to stop motion sometimes <laughs> where it's got a little jank to it, like it looks yeah. a little... Uh, You know, I mean, obviously the way that, you know, it's animated, like, of course, it's going to have some little hinks every once in a while. Uh, (laughs) But this was like so smooth, so much fun. There's a lot of great uh, moments that I know were just like absolutely a pain in the ass to fill with like the dragon lifting the Cyclops up. Yeah. Over its head and like the way that the Cyclops is like moving around and like. There's some, there's some really good, um, imposing of the actors. I, I know yeah. it's a little, as we said, it always happens where there's like, that's, <laughs> you see the actors behind it. It's very guanji to a certain extent, Oh yeah. but that's kind of why I love it. Um, and I don't know, it's it, obviously it's the most iconic scene from this movie. Like that's what people remember. And I yeah. definitely see why it's a very fun fight. It's it's very short, but, um, it, it is, it is very fun. It's, it's, it's entertaining. Uh, and then it is followed by something that I don't like that I not, I didn't get to put in my least favorite moment, but I hate that the dragon, cause I felt so bad for the dragon the entire yeah. movie, cause it's so sad. It's locked up and it's used only as a deterrent for the Cyclops. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's sad. <laughs> but then just like randomly, like it follows the sorcerer's instructions again. And it's like, uh, did it? follow his instructions in the first place because Did like, it didn't need to, to be, be it chained up? up yeah like what's going on well i mean i uh, guess
1: they he was treating it like it was like a dog you yeah. know like uh like some people treat dogs where it's just it's outside and it knows two commands and that's it <laughs>
0: yeah. um but yeah um all right so moving to special effects and cinematography really quickly yeah so something i have to bring up um because we can't talk about this movie without it So this was the first feature film that used stop motion animated effects that was completely shot in color. Yeah. So that's a big factor of um, I think sometimes some some of the like the The dimming, the dimming and the imposing the characters and it not looking completely correct yet. Definitely because this is the first stop motion film that was filmed in color. So yeah, um, it's something that they had to like start to figure out from this film on. Um, this is the beginning of the dynamation phase of (laughs) stop motion where they, uh, they kind of came up with the term of dynamic animation, Yes, slapped it together, (laughs) used it as a, uh, as a brand to advertise their movies being like made with, made with super dynamation or Dynorama (laughs) or whatever. Like they, they, like, they called it all sorts of things to try and be like, it's the best special effects you've ever seen. Yeah. Kind of idea. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't talk about this movie without that. Um, and then um, let's see what, there was one other thing I was going to mention. Um, oh, this is more of a, this is more of a cinematography a little Tokyo tidbit before we talk about it. But uh, most of this, fa- this film was shot in Spain, in case you were curious. Oh. Uh, that's where most of the the island stuff was shot. In. Um but uh, yeah, so cinematography, special effects overall, though, um, I thought the film was competently like as far as cinematography goes, like really fun. Obviously, it's very much of its era. Um, but there's there's some there's some fun camera movements every once in a while. There's some there's some really good. Um, like dolly shots and stuff. Yeah. uh in places um you know cameras it was still the 1950s so cameras are really freaking heavy. Extremely so, bulky so you can't do a lot of crazy yeah. stuff.
1: But I mean, you know, honestly anything that has fun practical effects, anything that has yeah. uh, practical effects mixing with uh stop motion effects, it, it's a very fun movie mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. I can see why it's a classic. Uh yeah it is, it is a great like introductory, like kind of like this is where stop motion really started to kick off, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I could tell, you know, like people, people put this movie up alongside the original clash of the Titans. Um, and I can see why <laughs> I could see the, the connection there for yeah. sure. Um, I mean, clash of the Titans was way later, obviously, but, uh, but I can see why people like put these two, like kind of like on that same (laughs) level of like the fun adventure film kind of thing. (laughs) Um, but, uh, and then, yeah, the special effects, I think we kind of talked about most of it, but yeah, yeah, you can, there, there is definitely that, like, like Rob said, the dimming, like you can definitely see the different layers of the film. Yeah. Um, at suddenly
1: there's like a graininess too. It's not just that it's darker. There is like the cellophane they layered over it there's like dust in between mm. the two layers, I guess. I don't actually know, but there's, I mean, yeah, there's I mean, there a, inherently would be like yeah.
0: dust and like, I mean, I mean, think of, I mean, the way film cameras work, No, oh, like, yeah. you know, the, the film is going through like so many wheels and oh, yeah. things that, that, that's why you end up with scratches on the film and stuff like that is because, of yes, the, the, the,
1: the, I yeah. have lost an entire, or well, not lost, but I have an entire roll of film uh, on the camera, on my little film camera that just like, it sucks because there's just like a scratch all the way through and it's yeah, literally it just, a single piece of felt yes. from like that used to that protects the roll from dust was yeah. a little bit like scratched. just slightly off. and it yeah. just like kind of just skimmed the surface yep. as i was like rolling so the now film.
0: so now imagine that not only are you doing one layer of film but you're, you're doing, doing another, another second, layer of film and then
1: you're manually cutting out the background of that fir- of that second layer of film putting it on clear cellophane and then gluing that on top yep. of it no it's yeah. uh... so
0: inherently you're going to get that <laughs> layering um and once again i mean this movie uh, being the first to do stop motion animation on color y- you definitely see the improvement just literally from yeah. here to the next movie like the next movie i don't know what the next one is the big next uh stop motion but like you could tell like oh now we figured it out now we've now we yeah. figured out some of the some of the kinks that were there uh <laughs> but uh but yeah um and then the score. So, uh, so our, our, our the uh, uh, William H. Kelly, who who recommended this, talked about the the score. Yes. Um, so the overture is really really fun. It's very like it's very uh, fitting for this kind of an adventure film. I did kind of find myself getting a little tired of some of the score as it would just kind of play over like <laughs>
1: the, the action sequence it's the yeah. music that plays during the action sequences yeah um and it's not quite like like you know uh, i think we're moving more into like what do they call it? petite uh, petite motif mm-hmm. uh where it's like there's like a character sound effect and then you build and change it based off of the sequence yes. whereas this is just it's a big orchestra playing a bombastic action piece yes. um it you know it the the only thing is its frequency and i can see i can i can pick up what you're you're putting down uh yeah. in that the frequency of it over the course of 80 minutes feels yes. like you know boo
0: boo boo, boo, boo 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 you know it's like okay uh, okay <laughs> yeah um, I, it's not bad i'm not saying it's bad in any standard. it's just like yeah like over 80 minutes like you start to get towards the end of the movie and you're just like Okay, all right. Did they have another song? Calm side? it down just a little bit. <laughs> just a little. Yeah, take that, take that mobastic just down, just a tiny yeah, bit. Yeah, or
1: make uh, it spookier for the skeleton fight or make yeah. it like more hope more desperate sounding for the fight where they're in a cage. Uh, but that
0: is it's that's just not the era we're in no. in, in filmmaking. So I like once again, I'm acknowledging that like They it,
1: recorded, they they hired an orchestra, the orchestra played the song. They splice that song in during the fight scenes.
0: Oh, we have an action scene. Here's the action song. Oh, we have a this. Here's that. And it's still
1: like by itself a beautiful orchestral song, and by itself a beautiful like soundtrack. Uh, It just you know there's only so many songs they could afford to make on a (laughs) a, you know six hundred thousand dollar budget back then. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) You know. So (laughs) yeah, there's a but it's I I still like it. I, I can separate myself from the re- repetition of the song. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you know, I think Godzilla works because his motif shows up two or three times in the whole movie at most. Yes. You know, it's like in the intro, the big reveal, and then sometimes during the final fight. Done. Done. Uh, Whereas this, it is, you know, it's the arrival of the Colossus. It is the second arrival of the Colossus. It is the fight with the rock. It is the fight Mm -hmm. between the dragon and the second Colossus. It's the final fight with the dragon chasing them. You know, so it's just kind of like, okay. Yeah, it it does suffer from, not overuse, but, but frequency, uh, too much, a a frequency that detracts from the experience.
0: (laughs) For sure, for sure.
1: But it's still, um,
0: it's still a banger. Yeah, and I mean, and also, of course, the sound effects uh, are really fun yeah. for the era. They're really great. Uh, good times all around with that. No oh, especially
1: the uh, the foley work that's going on during the fight with the skeleton. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Extremely oh, yeah. good.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Good bone rattling and yeah. stuff like that. Um, Banging and clanging. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, to wrap this up, uh, so, uh, final thoughts, uh, I did really enjoy this movie. I had fun with it. I think that, um, there's a reason why it is considered to be kind of that classic adventure film. I think it definitely fits that for sure. Uh, definitely is, uh, is, is, is a lot of fun in that respect. Um, did I have a few problems with the story structure? Yeah. But once again, it's kind of par for the course for a movie of this era um the the special effects are phenomenal, like Ray Harryhausen, of course, at his best. um, and so i I think that uh you know I think it's it's just it is a fun time for sure. and I mean, it, you know, it's it's just like every other movie of this time frame. it's only eighty minutes, so it's kind of just goes by as a breeze. yeah, um and uh yeah, I think it's a it is definitely a de, it definitely deserves that classic <laughs> title, I guess that is given to films of like this. yeah, um so yeah, I had fun.
1: Yeah, uh, I have two special notes. The first one is uh, this movie came out on the 23rd of December, 1958, so we are right up on the anniversary. In fact, I can release this episode on the 23rd to make it an anniversary <laughs> episode. There you go. Uh, so you're probably listening to this right before Christmas, or oh so wait, Merry on Christmas. Christmas Day, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas Day, if, you, if you're if you celebrating. Mac Rackham's, everyone, Mac Rackham's uh happy christmas uh secondarily uh so cameron was unable to join us uh today so instead of doing my final thoughts right now i'm gonna do his final thoughts <laughs>
0: uh
1: uh this is one of my favorite harry hausen models uh the detail of the cyclops and the dragon are just mind-blowing and i can't believe uh how well things uh like the overlapping scales and cracked skin show up on the film especially one from 1958 we don't talk about the two-headed rock enough either. Uh, that really stuck with me when I watched this as a kid. Uh, I rate it four Harrys out of a housing.
0: There you go. <laughs> um,
1: and yeah, uh, uh, this is this movie is uh, preserved uh, in the uh, the National Film Registry uh, by uh-huh. the Library of Congress for being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. And yeah, it is. Uh, it, it, like the stop motion animation, watching it and realizing how early on this came about, and especially—I was
0: surprised that it was fifties. I, I yeah. thought because because I knew the other ones were in the seventies, and, yeah. and of course, Clash of the Titans, I knew is the eighties. I thought this was that era. I thought yeah. this was like, you know, but this is twenty years earlier right than I thought it was. And I'm like, of, whoa. <laughs> Right on the cusp
1: <laughs> of just trying to do like proper big budget colored films. Yeah. And to have one of the kickoffs be a a stop motion, like, like masterpiece. Mm -hmm. Uh, the, the, like the, the craft shown in like the creatures is so good. Uh, there's obviously like a few little hangups with like certain scenes lasting too long, certain plot elements being under under undercooked. And, uh, you know, like you can, I can obviously nitpick this movie, but I can't nitpick the, the special effects uh ray harryhausen is a master at what he does and boy oh boy is it on display in this film yep uh whoa i've got an angry dog at the front door uh uh right during final thoughts he was quiet for the whole episode and now
0: (laughs) perfect timing oh my gosh
1: um but yeah uh to put it succinctly i I really liked this movie i thought it was uh uh, just a, a great uh, a, a great action set piece followed yeah. by uh, one after another and the stop motion on display is awesome yeah uh, so yeah i i it's absolutely worth checking out if you haven't seen it already even if you're yeah. not someone who likes to go back and watch older films
0: there's a lot here to love and my suggestion if you do want to check it out is there's an amazing uh box set that is a Harryhausen box set Um that uh collects a lot of his a lot of the greats. And uh it's uh it was only sixty dollars when I bought it. Um so and it's it's got like I think it has like eight movies in it or something like that. It has has all the Simbad movies. It has uh it came from beneath the sea. Um it's yeah, it's got a lot of it's got a little a lot of great ones on it. Um and I uh so I highly recommend it if you are checking this out, like that's a great way to buy it because buying it separately from those is actually more expensive. It's one of those weird ones yeah. where the box set is actually cheaper than buying the individual movie. So yeah, uh, that would be my recommendation. If you do want to check it out, for it is sure.
1: also available on Tubi
0: and on the yes.
1: archive. So yes. uh, again, there's also those options. And my sure. 1375 offer still stands. We have three takers so We're, far. Okay.
0: We're going to cut that out off at the end of December. I'm going to say it that. fair. Okay. We'll, 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 end of December will be the cutoff for that. Cause if not, <laughs> We're gonna have too much
1: signals for signals for signals years, for days and
0: days and days. <laughs> um, but uh, okay, yeah. So, but anyway, um, so. So we've got one more episode coming out. Yeah. In this month it's going to be a Christmas special. Uh we're going to keep it secret of what it's going to be still our, even though we kind of gave it away last yeah. time. But well, well, we'll technically be, it's it's going
1: to be a New Year special. It's a holiday special cuz it's hol- coming out this special. is our Christmas special I guess. Yeah,
0: holiday special. Our our or end of year <laughs> New Year special, our New Year yeah.
1: spectacular. Yes. Uh I'm getting I'm getting the the clips and segments all yep. slowly rolling in now.
0: I'm uh, going to record mine as soon as we finish this. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's yeah. going to be fun. Uh, but then in January, so of yeah. course, we, we hinted at it last time, but here's the official announcement. So January is going to be an Ultraman month, uh, of course, because we got Shin Ultraman in the middle of the month. So that's going to be a big special report for us. We're going to hit that, um, that, that the, literally uh, that the Friday. 13th, that, the 11th is yeah, when it comes out comes out 11th subbed 12th dubbed and then 13th yeah 13th would be the earliest day we could record it we'll record
1: we'll record on the most unlucky day
0: yes (laughs) um but uh we are what we are actually covering beside uh that is we are covering uh ultraman the next yes uh, which is uh, it's kind of a self-contained movie with actually an Ultraman that we have already talked about in the podcast briefly because yeah. he showed up in one of the two movies that we've covered for the cast so far. Uh, and then, Rob, what's the other stuff we're covering again? Because you you picked those two out. <laughs> so, um,
1: yeah, we are covering uh, uh, the uh, uh, Shin Ultraman. We're covering Ultraman the next. We're covering the Hanna-Barbera uh, uh, right. three-episode OVA uh, of, uh, American Ultraman, uh, which, uh, I love deeply it's wild. <laughs> um, and then, uh, we've been discussing this, we've been talking around about what we want to do moving forward on, uh, months where we have, uh, special reports. Yes. Uh, the decision that we've, we've come to is that we're going to limit ourselves down to just three episodes if there is a special report. Uh, so those months won't have a signals episode. That being said, one of the episodes that I got requested from the Internet Archive thing was Zone Fighter, which is an Ultraman knockoff. God, so Uh, Zone Fighter is a
0: whole beast because that one has Godzilla in it. Oh, it does. we got to talk about it at some point. We do have to cover
1: it in more detail, but we could have an episode one beginning of the month that is Zone Fighter episode two. I'm currently talking to a potential guest host. If I can get that shored up uh, and recorded before I leave for uh, New Year stuff, uh, then uh, it will be the first episode that comes out that month. And then from the for the rest of the year, three episodes only. Yeah. If not, so so if we have
0: if we have a special report it'll be, yeah, the two normal episodes and then, and then special the special report. report. Correct. If we don't have that, it'll be the two normal episodes and the signals. Correct. If we have two special reports, that's where it could get complicated. But those months happen extremely rarely. rarely. Yeah. And we'll we'll work on that depending on if we have one. Uh, but that's that's a very rare occurrence. We, we never usually have two yeah. special reports. I think um, we've had...
1: In the in the time I've been here, we've had two months where we ended up having like five episodes because we had two special. And,
0: and one of them we've one of them we <laughs> had to delay. Uh, like for instance, uh, um, we had to delay the uh, we still haven't done, uh, Pacific Rim the Black oh, season two right. because we were like we, we had, had too, too much, many. yeah, <laughs> and we were just like we can't do it. So that's one we still have to go back to <laughs> at some point. I guess. uh, Uh, Yeah. I've been thinking about
1: doing a Netflix month or something, but yeah, uh, yeah. we got, we got some stuff that we, you know, we're, we're, we're working on one, but yeah, to keep us sane in 2023, uh, as we're, we're making some, some internal changes, and evolutions of the Tokyo lives uh, metaverse pretty much uh, no matter
0: what expect three episodes a month.
1: Yes. That's what we'll say. That's the, yeah.
0: No matter what, what version of that, that is, we will have three <laughs> episodes a month in yes. some way, shape or form. Yeah. Um, unless somebody gets sick or something crazy happens, but that's yeah. also a very rare occasion. So, correct. um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, so once again, look forward to Ultraman month. We're very excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm very excited to finally officially give uh, my opinion <laughs> on Shin Ultraman uh, and uh, talk about that with you guys officially, and and go into spoilers and all sorts of stuff with that. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, and then the rest of the year we have some great stuff planned. As we said, uh, of course, the next special report after that will be uh, the movie 65 in uh, March. Uh, we've already worked out exactly what we're going to do that month, and that month it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Um, so. But other than that, thank you guys for listening to us this year. Uh, I hope you have a very happy holiday, uh, whatever whatever holiday you s- uh, celebrate, or if you don't at all, just uh, have a good end of the year. Yeah, and uh, New
1: Year's. There's Boxing Day. That's pretty non denominational. You just get to there throw ya. away uh, your boxes. Uh, <laughs> that's a fun one. Um, yeah, Ramadan. We got Hanukkah. We got yeah. There's a lot, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, yeah. So hey, it's, if you if you got something December going is on. Wild. If you got something going on, end of year celebration, a solstice celebration, uh, enjoy it with your friends, family, or whoever you happen to surround yourself with. Because uh, uh, the the whole reason that we crammed a bunch of holidays in towards the uh, the winter season is this might be our last winter. Who knows if our go. if our if our supplies will last through the <laughs> cold months. So let's uh, let's is. get together, get drunk, and sit around a campfire and share some stories. Yep. Uh, and with that, I think it's time for us to talk about the patrons.
0: Yes. So thank you all for supporting the cast, all of the patrons. We really do appreciate it. If you want to be a patron, uh, just go to patreoncom search Tokyo lives. You will find us very, very quickly. Um, we do appreciate all the support that we get from you guys like you have no idea. Um, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of cool reward tiers if you haven't signed up yet. Also for all of you $15 patrons, uh, I am finalizing the details on the shirts. I almost have got them ready to be shipped out. (laughs) They will probably be getting to you in January. I'm so sorry for the delay on that. Um, it's just I've been very, very busy, and COVID yeah. really knocked it out of me for about a week and a half. So I, I also I just,
1: admittedly was a little bit delayed on even getting the design in. Right, yeah. So, so it's, it, it was, was a little bit... bit- a handful well, of delays all yes. kind of compiled together. Uh, so it's a, it's a, it's a January, it's a new year shirt. <laughs> uh,
0: yes. And, and I do want to say, uh, if you get back to me within the next couple of days, still like for instance, Pilo, uh, one of our patrons got back to me a couple of days ago, like hey. right under the wire with their address and stuff. Uh, if you have not gotten me back, gotten to me, your, your size and your uh, address, if you are a $15 patron, you have about three days. Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe. Uh, it, it, well, actually, by the time the episode releases, who knows? But still, if you get in really, really quickly before the end of the year, I will still send out, send you out a shirt. So um, but anyway, so thank you to Jack Butcher, Behind the Mask 1313, Caleb Tally, Demon Noyes, Destroya, Joe Jira, Jonathan the BB Nerd, Joshua, Pilo, William Kelly, Uise, Nathan Towns, Nugget Coon, Solid Snake, William Kish, Coolman Cottonham, Jack Horowitz, Nicholas Whale. Uh, Taylor Ward, Chris Britt, Eric Schuster, Joshua Lynch, and Oda. Thank you guys so so much for supporting the cast. We do really really appreciate it. Um, for the rest of the bumps, at Tokyo Lives Cast is our Twitter. Uh, check us out on there. We are always very very active on Twitter. Uh, as long posting. as
1: Twitter is still technically active. As long we're as it's still, still technically alive. there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Facebook search Tokyo Lives. You'll find us TokyoLivesPodcast.com is the website, um, and. Uh, so if you leave us a review on iTunes, we really do appreciate it, uh, and we will try and read it out on the cast when we get it, if not very close to that. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I hope you guys enjoyed us talking about Seventh Voyage of Sinbad. Uh, like you said, have a good, happy holidays, happy new year. We'll see you when we come back in January. Yeah. To have a full Ultraman month, it's going to be exciting, uh, and uh, very excited for all the changes next year will bring. So, <laughs> happy holidays, everybody. Woo, bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs>